broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Thank you for joining us on episode 18 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Hey, doing good. All right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so, you know, first of all, a, th- everybody's going to be listening to this after Thanksgiving. So those listeners that are, um, you know, in America here, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, happy belated Thanksgiving to Trevor and everybody in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little bit late on that one. <laughs> just a month late. It's fine. Yeah, yeah just a month late. I, I I totally forgot that that's the case for Canada. <laughs> but, and I guess everywhere else in the world that listens to us too. But, uh, you know, a belated uh, happy Thanksgiving to those of you out there that do celebrate. Um, and also a belated happy birthday to Mickey Mouse too. Uh, November 18th was Mickey mouse's birthday so uh 89 years old so happy birthday to mickey mouse which is pretty cool still looking good for 89 yeah that's that's crazy like he he's almost 100 years old but it is crazy right yeah but uh, i i don't know it's I, I think it's great that he's still just as relevant now as he was you know 30 40 50 years ago right so you could probably even argue more relevant right is is he the most recognizable character in the world i would say um i think he's up there i mario may actually pass him at this point (laughs) i think they say like ronald mcdonald is like one of the most recognizable characters in the world too some some weird thing like that yeah i don't know (laughs) but but mickey mouse is up there for sure so yeah exactly and that actually brings us to our first topic of the day so because it was Mickey Mouse's birthday, uh, all sorts of things got leaked about the new uh, Mickey Mouse ride, about his very first ride. And uh, there's some really interesting things in here about this ride, and some things we probably kind of assumed already and already knew a little bit about. But did you guys see any of the details about this? Uh, I did, actually. I, I read up a little bit on this, and yeah, it's... I, I, I guess... You're right. Is none of it's really a huge surprise. I think the the one thing that I think um, is good is that we do actually have what seems to be a um, an opening date, which is May first, twenty nineteen. Yes, so that's a rumored opening date as of right now is May first, twenty nineteen, which is actually the thirtieth anniversary of Hollywood Studios. Yeah, which I I actually I'm wondering too if that they use that date also to rename and rededicate the park too. I could see that. You think they would even wait that long? I don't know. I feel like they're going to do it before Star Wars lands. Star Wars land opens, right? Oh, absolutely. But I don't even know if they'll wait until the the thirtieth. I, I get the feeling that we may see stuff even, you know, coming into twenty eighteen here. Yeah, I could see that. I could see them not waiting that long. It, 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 who knows, though? I mean, if hopefully they're not going with any of the the names that we read off a couple episodes ago. Remember how bad those were. Oh yes! Oh, you know, <laughs> we we, sh- we should almost put out a poll for it, and yeah, you know, <laughs> how bad the which one they're going to choose. Yeah, <laughs> there was like a couple acceptable ones in there, but oh man, they were bad. I don't rem- I don't even remember some of them. They were so bad. Oh man. Yeah. Do you remember so any of those? <laughs> no, I, I honestly I've I've tried to block some of them out because they were very <laughs> cringeworthy. Yeah, so, but well, I mean, back to the ride though. Yeah, it, sorry. So I, yeah, I guess details on the ride for for those that haven't looked into this. Um, 
so it looks like it's going to be a trackless system, which um, is not the same system that Great Movie Ride is using. So I think this is going to be similar to um, Mystic Manor and Ratatouille. Both use uh, a trackless system. And cars will be in trains of four cars, which will split out at various times during the ride and then come back together, which, I mean, that kind of fits with the whole theme of of the ride, right? It's supposed to be yeah. this crazy... It's a wild train ride, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Though. I think uh, I, I'm glad that they're th- like the, this trackless system is like the new Omnimover system for them, right? It's it, um, like the Omnimover was so prevalent in rides like um, uh, Haunted Mansion and Little Mermaid and stuff like that. I'm glad that this system is actually starting to get more and more use. So, well, and I, I was actually, it's funny because they really don't have anything like that at Disney World now. And I was thinking to myself, they're installing this at like three different rides all at the same time, basically. Because they're, they're doing it at great, at, not great movie ride, but the, the uh, Minnie Mickey's uh, railroad ride. And then they're also going to be doing it at the new Star Wars ride. And then also at um, uh, the Ratatouille ride. So yep. they're doing this. They're installing three different of uh, three different rides with the same system, uh, which is interesting to start off there. So, um, what well, I like about this, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was going to say. I, th- I think hopefully what that means is that they're confident enough in the system that uh, mm-hmm. it won't break yeah. down very frequently. Well, which and is they've a good been thing. using this for many years at some of the other parks. So I feel yeah. like at this point, that's a really proven technology that will work really well. Um, I, I, there's, there's actually, if you go out there, uh, sites like, uh, WDW news today actually has a scene by scene breakdown of what the ride is going to be, uh, which is pretty neat that they actually have that. Don't get, don't, I, I have no idea how they have that, but, uh, it, there's some really interesting things in there. Like at one point, uh, you know, you're going to be going down the, down a tunnel and, uh, Minnie and Mickey are going to be next to you in a car and they're going to be an animatronic Minnie and Mickey figure, uh, actually riding along with you next to you in a car. So uh, it's not just going to be all projections. There's going to be over 10 animatronic figures. Uh, you know, there's going to be some really interesting things that they do with this ride. I mean, it seems like they pretty much are gutting the entire great movie ride. They're not leaving any of the same elements from that. So, and I, I kind of see that as a positive. I mean, the ride system that they were using for great movie ride was pretty, pretty outdated. So I, I you know, and it's the same ride system they use for Damon's favorite ride, the universe of energy. So, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Sorry, David. <laughs> I, I love my universe energy, right? It still exists in my Disneyland. I mean, excuse me, my Disney World. Heaven forbid. Oh. <laughs> in your personal Disney World, it's in still my there. my personal Disney World, it's still there. It's never going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, this just looks like a really cool ride. I, I wonder, so I, I don't know, do, do you, does reading this for you guys make it, make you more excited about this ride? Or does it, you know, you feel the same, that you're sad the great movie ride's gone. I, For me personally, I was already excited from what I saw at D23. But just seeing these details makes me even more excited about how what this ride's going to be. Um, for me, I'm just as excited as I was um, because I didn't really have a major attraction. Uh, holy words. Um, <laughs> uh, attachment to great movie ride to begin with. So... Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, this is this is actually meeting my expectations, which I think is a good thing because I, I really did expect a lot from them for this ride. I mean, I'm happy there's a Mickey and Minnie ride, but at the end of the day, it sounds kind of boring. All the rides seem <laughs> kind of boring because they're all the same. It's the same trackless system that they're using for everything. That just, you know, throw me a robotic arm or something. I don't know. 
Well, I, you know, but there's there's so many possibilities with this ride, though. I mean, there's with the trackless system, you could do so many different things, though. You know, there's there's all sorts of possibilities with it. I I, I think I even read somewhere that at, at one point uh, the cars are all going to go into separate rooms and then come back again together. You know, like there's a lot of different things that. Can and what does that really mean? I don't know, but still, I mean, it's still the same cool, trackless though. system. I mean, yeah, switch the screens. It's Ratatouille goes into different rooms. They split, <laughs> doesn't that doesn't that split in half at some point? Uh, well, yeah, so at, at different points, they all do different things. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this this is more of a train where Ratatouille, Tui, you're like in an individual rat. You're not really going along with anybody else on those. But, yeah, it's the same kind of system. Exactly. Uh, I also why. think that – I think the idea with that too is that, you know, if, if the ride is splitting off and going into different rooms, that means that it does have some repeatability to it, right, that you won't see – it won't be the – like kind of like Star Tours is now, right, that you won't – see the same scene every time i think that's what they're kind of trying to go for here is that yeah if it if it was you know you wrote it once and it was like okay i've seen all this i'm done it then i can see where it would lose its its appeal very quickly but if there's if they're setting this up in such a way that it has some randomness to it i think that increases the longevity of it which for a mickey and mini ride they really do have to do that yeah, and I, I like the random stuff. I like when there's rewritability where every time you ride it, it's a little bit of a different ride. And I, I think that's a, a really good part of this. And a good part of the trackless system, too, is you, you take a different path every time you go. And then the neat thing about it, though, too, is you never know which way you're actually going, right? So it can go anywhere because, you know, on any ride now, you can just look and you can see exactly where you're going next. Well, this is unpredictable. You can go in any direction. You could spin around. You, you have no idea where you're going to go. So that's what I think the the interesting thing is with these trackless systems. So, so but Damon, you're not really sold on it. You're just feeling like it's kind of more of the same. I'm not sold on any of the new rides, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think I like the fact that it's going to be Mickey and Minnie. I mean, for me, that's great. Um, I think, again, I know you guys talked about this last time. I'm all about keeping the park the way it should be. If Marvel never came in, that would be cool. Like, I have no problem with that. So I am think I'm excited for the the ride itself in terms of, you know, storyline and characters. But, you know, it, the, the same sort of rides over and over. I mean, you're really talking about putting in the same ride and Ratatouille and this. I'm sure there'll be some little quirks here and there. But, no, it's not really exciting to me. I mean, you know, we're talking about innovation. I mean, it seems like what's happening is is that, you know, Disney's catering to, you know, maybe let's call it the fans of of media rather than the innovation of ride technology and that's where i'm starting to get disappointed in what they're doing well i i mean but they do this is an innovative system i mean they are doing something different with this so what's what's innovative from from this that's any different than cars or ratatouille that's been out for how many years well, so part of what this is is 3D without the 3D glasses. So they're creating a, a 3D environment without using 3D glasses, uh, using projections in a different way than they've done before. You know, doing uh, there is some different things to this. There is some new technology to it. And I guess the thing too is that the, this is. Um, I, I know you say, um, "Is this not? This isn't innovative." But I, I guess. In North America, we haven't seen this technology actually in use yet. So I think it's really hard to... Have we not? I thought you said that the Cars ride was something similar. No. Um, it was um, Mystic Manor and Ratatouille. Mystic Manor is in Shanghai, Disney, so and Ratatouille the... is in Paris. So what's the difference between this and the trackless system that's used in Disneyland? Which trackless system? I thought there was a, a Luigi's Tire thingy. 
Uh, So Luigi's Tires is basically just teacups. It's not... It's not the same type of system that they used for Ratatouille and Mystic Manor. It uses the same type of car, but it's literally just an open area like um, uh, like teacups. You or get in there cars, and maybe, like, yeah, it's like bumper cars so, and they just move around. So explain to me how like th- this is different, right? Because I, I envision, again, I've never been on Ratatouille, right? So I envision Ratatouille from seeing the videos and things like that that you're on some sort of path, which is a little bit different than cars, but that the actual, like, kind of free-flowing system of movement is the same. Well, so you actually are kind of... You, you don't really know where you're going, so there isn't really a defined path of where you're going. It really just is like an open floor, right? So you can go anywhere in in that space. So I, I think a good example of it, if you look at... Uh, if you go, like, and look at a video of Pooh's Honey Hunt, Right. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like a room in that where, first of all, when you're going through the scenes, you have no idea where you're going in that scene. It's like a big open area. So you could go to the left, you can go to the right, you can go to the middle. And then there's one part where you're in this just gigantic room and all of the cars are kind of all going around each other and like just missing each other. And you have no idea where you're going. It's like almost really disorienting. And I, not that I've been on it, but it, you know, when you're watching it, it's, it just looks like you're kind of going all over the place. There's a, a, kind of an element of unpredictability to it because you really have no idea which direction your car is going to go. And probably every time you ride it, your car is going to go in a different direction. So it's, it's predefined paths, but it's different every time you go actually go on the ride, if that makes sense. I guess. Again, so, so nothing that's exciting me out of it. The, the 3D, non-3D technology, I mean, I mean didn't, didn't we see that on... 3ds uh i don't think this is the same thing but 3ds you're talking a nintendo handheld right correct that wasn't uh it's it was very novel but um it wasn't actually very useful on the system Um, yeah what i'm saying is are we seeing some maybe you know some form of that just kind of you know newer and different a larger scale refined version of it i I don't don't think I don't think this has ever been used on a theme park ride before. I'll say uh, that. I would say that, but no, I mean, it, I think it's going to be interesting, but I mean, I'm happy to see Mickey and Minnie. I mean, I think that's the, the, the most I can say about that ride. I mean, how cool is it going to be to see an animatronic Minnie and Mickey? I mean, that's going to be awesome. I mean, if it's at the same, I mean, obviously it's going to be at the same level, if not better than, you know, what we saw at the Navi River ride. So... I mean, I think, I mean, that was phenomenal. So, I mean, I think, yes, the animatronics are are crazy, right? They're going to be great. I think maybe the closest thing to a living Mickey that, you know, we've seen, and again, living Mickey, right? So uh, a tactile (laughs) Mickey um, that we've seen. So I think from from that aspect, that might be interesting to see. And I think for the kids, that will be interesting. But I mean, like hype factor, it's tough, right? As, As your kids get a little bit older, you know, those things are neat, but not as uh, omnipotent in what you need to actually, you know, see at the park. Like, I mean, it will be cool, yeah. but I, yeah, and I, and, I, and I think it also this also depends on how big Mickey is as a character to you as well, right? Because I mean, for everybody, you know, Disney, yeah, Disney and Mickey Mouse are hand in hand, but everybody has their favorites, right? And if Mickey is not necessarily your favorite character. I can see where this wouldn't necessarily like, be you your favorite Like, you tell me that I'm going to be right? in St. Canard and Darkwing Duck's going to fly down? Yeah, okay, then I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I'll give <laughs> that, you that. That's fair. Yeah. That, that's, that's a good <laughs> way to put it, though. Yes, I could understand yeah. that. Because if it was a Darkwing Duck ride or a Gummy Bear ride, pff, 
I'd be all over it. My goodness. (laughs) So, Uh, so if if this ride was done, so if it was still the same ride system, but you're with Darkwing Duck in in the the the, his plane. I mean, it's tough because the ride system just itself doesn't excite me because I don't think it's exciting, right? I don't think the ride system itself is going to be all that thrilling, let's say, is probably a better word for me. Um, You know, it's going to be novel and different, but thrilling? I don't think so. I I agree with you. This is not a thrill ride. And And I think, again, that's where I said earlier about my expectations. I was not expecting a thrill ride in any way, shape or form. And it's funny. Yeah. And I could see, you know, again, it comes down to how many people you're putting through and, and what you're doing and, and how many people you want to make happy. For me, I'm getting to that, you know, point where with the kids and stuff. And again, I think it's a lot of it has to do with where you are in life and they have to cater to the larger audience. I need a thrill ride there. Like I need something. The fact that rock and roller coaster is the thrill ride there still in Disney it is tough for me to, to get over. You know what I mean? Like in Guardians of the Galaxy, okay, hopefully that will be something that's exciting, but I'm not sold on the IP, right? For me, I'm, again, so this this harkens back to a, to a Facebook message that I think Tom was answering, um, and I think maybe you guys talked about it last week, but, you know, the Marvel IP for me is not like, it's not Disney, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. It's not Disney to me, and that's just my personal opinion. Star Wars even teeters on the edge, but Star Wars, <sighs> Star Wars in itself is a little different um, for me personally. I don't mind it there, and I feel like it's kind of separate. But the Guardians of the Galaxy IP in general, sitting in the middle of Epcot, hurts my feelings. It hurts me deep inside. So while I'm looking forward to that as a thrill ride, the IP, like I said, is what the stumbling block is for me, but that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. I, and I understand that that's, you know, understandable. So it's, uh, and, and yeah, we, we did talk a little bit last week about, about the, you know, bringing some of the uh, Marvel characters back into the mix, but uh, you know, I, I understand how they're not Disney to some people. Uh, I just, for me, it's, it's not, I feel like Disney's been doing things that are not their original content as long as they've existed, right? They're always buying stories and and then taking them and making them their own. Um, You know, so for me, it's not that big of a deal to have the Marvel characters in there. But I I, I get your point with that too. But my biggest question with this ride though, the thing I want to see the most is my question is if if Goofy is driving your train, are we going to get an animatronic Goofy in the front of this train? Like, you know, looking back at us and waving at us and talking to us because that would be amazing. If that happened, I don't think so. I feel like they have to, though, right? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the, well, the problem, the thing is that you're talking about, right? When you're talking about animatronics, those things are obviously expensive. And, and the problem that Disney has always had in general with them is them breaking, right? They're finicky, yeah. They're finicky. So yeah. they're put one on the front of, of each train. Yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. asking for trouble. <laughs> like, they, they have enough problem with one. You know, I know, like, the, I, know. Just, I, I don't think we'll see that. I mean, maybe you'll see him in the beginning as you're getting on the train, kind of like they do at, you know, Toy Story Mania. Maybe you'll see something like that. And actually, that's not even there anymore either, right? Didn't they pull out the the awesome uh, potato head for Mr. a while? Potato Head, yeah. He's been gone since the past couple times I've gone there. Yeah, I'm hoping really? they bring him back when they open Toy Story Land. Yeah, because they couldn't keep him working all the time. Yeah. Oh. He was awesome, though. Oh, yeah. he Yeah, the one in uh, Disneyland is, I mean, he's... He's out in the open, and it's actually surprising that uh, that that one is still functioning because it was there, 
even when I was there two years ago. So, yeah, I don't know what happened on the one at Disney World. It was there one day and then it was gone. The uh, you know the next, and they really I don't really even think they've ever said anything about what happened to it. But my hope is since they're building a whole new entrance to Toy Story Midway Mania at Hollywood Studios for Toy Story Land. I, my hope is they bring him back. I, I, I don't know why they got rid of him, but I've even noticed, too, going on Buzz Lightyear sometimes that Buzz Lightyear is often broken, too. I, <laughs> I guess, but I guess my thing is, I, I'm, you know, if they're just going to make an animatronic head and, you know, a mouth, I feel like they could probably pull that off reliably. I don't know. I just feel like they've been mentioning it too often that, that Goofy is driving the train to not do something. You mean kind of like how they pull off the Yeti so reliably? That's a whole different story. But, but, hey, that but was, it's not the first though, right? year. That was amazing. The first that year. was amazing. <laughs> I feel bad for the people that didn't see it. Yeah. yeah, but that's the same sort of thing. I mean, to put one on every train, you're begging. <laughs> I know. So, I know. I'm, I'm dreaming here. I know. Well, so he, here's the here's how you split the difference, right? They they have this two and a half D technology. What's to say they don't just have something at the front of the train where it's a screen and they can animate Goofy on said screen? So again, you know, you're not. You don't have an animatronic, but it's a lot easier to maintain a screen or uh, just shut it off if something's not going right. That's a pretty great point. <laughs> yeah. I, I would think that they could probably do something like that. I, I Yeah. Because I feel like the, the animatronics that don't have a lot of movement to them, they, you can usually maintain, right? So if it's just a mouth moving or if it's eyes moving and it's a head moving, it's like, you know, you've never gone to uh, um, Mickey's Philhar Magic and uh, Donald Duck's uh, butt coming out of the wall and his legs moving. That's always, always works. That, yeah. th- that's never not worked, right? So I feel like the less complicated it is, usually the better it works. So I, I was more just thinking just his head maybe and like his eyes blinking and his mouth moving. But but yeah, I mean, maybe they'll use that, that same projection technology and do it that way too. I, I have no idea. It'll be interesting. Um, I also find it interesting though how quickly they're moving on this. I, I mean, I was, I'm shocked to hear that they're saying May 1st, 2019 is, is the rumored opening date. That's pretty quick for Disney to gut a whole ride and redo the whole thing. I'm, I'm very surprised by that. I don't know about you guys, but I, I guess the difference is is that it's not a full like rip it down to the foundation thing either, right? They keep, they're, they're keeping the show building and yeah, so so I mean the the building around it is still intact, so it's just all the internal stuff, which I think probably speeds up their their timelines a lot. Yeah, that, that probably makes sense, and I, I know that they kind of put somebody in charge of Imagineering recently to help with the speed of projects because Disney was, you know, getting really slow and over budget. And, and so they, I've noticed recently that they are moving much quicker on things than they used to. So this it seems is like true too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which it, it does. It seems like they're moving much more deliberately, much quicker to do things and uh, still maintaining the quality. So, uh, so anything else we want to talk about with that? I, we can move on to the next thing. Cause I, I think this is also another interesting topic that, that came out. Yeah, I want to talk about this next one, for sure. I, I also want to say that I predicted this. If you listen to previous podcasts, I have been talking about this forever, and they are actually possibly maybe going to do this. So, and well, I'll tell you what I'm talking about in a second. So the next thing we wanted to talk about uh, is Star Tours is eliminated, and I say eliminated because this has already happened. It happened on November 17th. Um, they've eliminated the random sequences. So now when you go on Star Tours, it'll only feature characters from the new movies. So before it was kind of mixing old characters with new characters. And, uh, you know, some people, I've heard a couple people complain that it was a little confusing. But uh, basically they've eliminated all of the old characters and just have the new characters in there. However, they're saying now within the next year or so, they're going to have two different versions of the ride. 
and one version of the ride is going to have all the old characters and one version of the ride is going to have all the new characters and the new version of the ride that's out there right now the one they just put out it actually ends at star wars land so it actually when you land on the star tours ride you end in star wars land which is now called what is the planet called i don't want to i'm going to butcher this batu Okay, I'm sure someone's going to write and said that we say it wrong. Uh, <laughs> but uh, So that's the name of the planet for Star Wars Galaxy Edge. But the cool thing is Star Tours now ends in that planet, so you almost get like a little preview of Star Wars Land. But I've said many times on this podcast, how cool would it be if you could get on Star Tours, this, then Star Tours ends at the planet, and then you leave the ride and go walk into, into Star Wars Land like you just landed there. And it kind of seems like that's what they're going to do. They're going to make two versions of the ride. One's going to be the old characters that are going to be, you know, whatever. And you'll probably still exit to the gift shop. And then the new version of the ride, they'll, you'll go right into Galaxy's Edge. And it'll be like you just landed on the planet. Still a gift shop, though. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it's still a gift <laughs> shop. Yeah, no, of course. It's a welcome center for, for getting to Batu. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess maybe what that means then is that... Uh, so one of two things uh, could happen is that they either take the existing because right now there's like there's like six there's six shuttles right like three on the left three on the right that sounds so, right yeah so they correct. could they could split it down the middle which that's pretty easy because that the right like the the lines already kind of split that way where you go to one side or the other so they can split it down the middle and just say you know left side episodes one through six right side new episodes. But then they would have to actually change the uh, the exit area for for the right side, so it would go down a different path. Which that might be confusing for people because you know they're you know getting off of a ride and depending on which ride you picked dumps you in one place or another. I could see that being very disorienting. I could see that being confusing too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they'd make it really clear though, where they would have it like you know like the two lines. One would be destination you know, Batu or whatever. And then the other one would be destination. I don't know wherever else it's going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. And so then, so there's that. And then uh, option B is that they actually expand the ride. So they, they put in additional shuttles and then that goes off to the new space. But then that also poses a question too. Um, so even with, um, with Pandora, Pandora reached capacity multiple times over this over the summer right so it got to a point where they wouldn't let anybody else into the land because there was uh there was too many people in there right they couldn't do the fire codes so what happens if you have a ride that's literally dumping people into said land do you do you close down that side of the ride because like, I, I that's don't know. An that's an interesting question that I did not think of at all in this whole thing. All I could think about is how right I was. That's all I could think about. <laughs> well, but that's what I'm thinking of is, you know, yeah, they, they, it sounds great that they, they it drops you right into into um, Batu. I'm going to say Batu if I'm wrong. I'm sorry, but that's it's what it's Batu. spelled like. I, we've never heard yeah. anybody say it. Right. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm sure when we actually hear it on the ride, because I'm sure there's people that have already ridden it by this point, they will correct <laughs> us. So I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, that's fine that they want to land you in Batu, but um, yeah, what happens when? Oh, they like. Do you do they have like another way where they filter you back out into Hollywood Studios proper because no more people are allowed into Star Wars Land or? Like I said, do they just literally shut down half the ride and say, "Sorry, you can't, you can't get on Star Tours because we can't let you into, 
into Galaxy's Edge at the moment because it's too full. <laughs> or can they on the fly change that other side to back to the other, you know, to the to the old school one? But I, but then I, that still poses the question of the exit. It's not even it's not even a matter yeah, of true. what the that's ride true. is. It's where where the exit actually ends up. Well, I would assume they'd have flexible exits, right? Where you could like go one. You know, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this brings up a lot of interesting questions. The problem is, is it's going to be certain people going to run. You're going to mess up the whole line system. I, I see it something more like, you know, and I, I don't know what information is out there, but you know, like a test track thing where where maybe you'll be able to. Is it, is it like something you can just vote on? As you're on there, I, I just think if they try to do it the way that, you know, we think they're doing it, we're like, hey, old stuff here to the left, new stuff to the right. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. There's no way that they're going to be able to keep it even. You know, the whole point is, right, you got these free flowing lines and they keep them pretty, you know, even. They did a great job at that. How do you do that? Well, uh, that's actually just the the thing with the line in Star Tours is that they have that divider down the middle, but it really doesn't, or all it does is serve the purpose of going left or right. You're you're right, um, and yeah, the 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 end result is you're getting on the same ride. So they would have to adjust something. But so but they, I think that let's just say that all, let's just say all of a sudden that they do that right, and they they well we could even give them separate exits, but let's even give them the same exit. Everyone's gonna gonna want to go on the new stuff, right? Let's just yeah. say that that's what we do. So there's no way that Disney sits on an old stuff line with millions and millions of dollars of technology and not have it be even Steven, right, in terms of how many people they can funnel through. I just don't envision it like that. I think there's a little bit of information that we just don't have yet to how this is all going to work and how they're going to keep it evened up. And, and but, but then again, you know what? They do mission space that way too. So, I mean, I guess I guess it could work similar to that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and, and I was gonna say that the the thing is with Mission Space is that you've got like the orange side is always you know minimum fifteen minutes to get on it. Green side is always five minutes, or at least when I was there, which makes me happy. There, yeah, there there was never <laughs> there was never a lineup for the green side because yeah, it's it's the least desirable one. And you're right, is you know, um, like my son and I did it on repeat one night because you could just go back and walk onto it because there was nobody else there. So Yeah, I think the only difference with that is it's not um it's not a tier one, right? It is and it isn't, right? It's not you're really right. a tier one though. But but if you're talking in 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 the scope of, you know, people choosing episodes one through six or seven and eight, chances are, yeah, episodes one through six, maybe that'll be, you know, a ten minute walk on constantly, whereas seven and eight will be like a two hour line, which that would sure. be and- that would be and awful. I, yeah, and I just don't see Disney doing something like that where they're wasting, like, again, wasting is a bad word, but you kind of know what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, that, that, it's they not have stuff sitting idle. Yes. So D- I don't Disney know. Disney loves efficiency do. on the ride. They do, and that's, that's what makes me think that there's a little piece to this puzzle that we just don't have just yet. Yeah, and that's. Go ahead, Trevor. Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, I, I think that's what my thinking is, is plan B is, you know, they actually expand star tours so you get new shuttles that are specific to that side they keep the other one still running and or well maybe they flip it is that you know they have a smaller set of shuttles running the old ones because they know that you know they only need three of them because it's not it's not that full and then they have the same amount of shuttles that they have now doing the new ones well 
Yeah, and that's possible. I, I almost wonder too, though. I, I would think that the technology is there at this point where they could just they could do it demand based, right? I mean, they could flip a switch and one of them that was the old one could become the new one and then they could just usher all those people when they go out to the right exit i don't know i you're right i think there are some pieces to this puzzle i, I, I just i mean yeah. that would be that would be an interesting concept right and obviously it seems like it would be pretty easy to do i don't know in, in my head i envision something that's more like um test track where you're going to be in a room and maybe from there you get to pick and then you know they they funnel people off based on that but you're absolutely right you know what's to say what they're showing they were showing randomized sequences anyway so you know i think it's just queuing that up and saying hey listen this group they're going to see this this group's going to see that so maybe it's not as bad as you know i'm envisioning yeah and i I would like to think that like you said it was it was random every time right it was a different ride every time so obviously it doesn't have to be in a certain set position they can change it on the fly so my thought would be they do it demand based you know if there's nobody in line for the the old episodes then okay we'll we'll switch all these other simulators over to the new version and then uh you know make it so that the exits are able to be flexible so you can take you know, if you split it into two and you have the ones over to the right, you know, as the older episodes, then, you know, you could, there's a way you could usher those people over to, you know, the path to the new to the new park. So I, I don't know. Like you said, there's some pieces to this. We, I'm, I'm thinking we don't know, too. But I, I do love the idea of getting on Star Tours and ending and feeling like I just landed on the planet that I'm going to, you know, I, I just love that idea. I think it's cool. And I, I know Damon, you'll like this comparison, but I feel like it's very much like the, the train at, at, uh, at universal, you know, with, with Harry Potter, it just kind of puts you in, in that place of, okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, to, what is it? Hogwarts. How dare you put know. the, how dare you put the train at the same level of star tours? <laughs> I'm just how saying dare you? <laughs> the same kind of idea. Wait, are you saying the star tours is that much better? Or are you trying no, to say gosh, the train? No, gosh, no. No, the train is that much better than Star Tours. But that's what I'm trying to say, though. Like, yes. it's it's the same idea. It's like a, a placemaking, you know, and it's, I don't know. But, but I the like thing, that. Yeah, idea. the thing with that is it actually moves, right? So well, yeah, yeah, sure. That will be interesting <laughs> to see how they, they funnel that out. Like I said, it's funny. For me, as crazy as this sounds, I think the thing that I'm looking forward to the most of, of everything that's coming is that virtual reality shoot 'em up thing that's going to be in disney springs like that's what i'm looking forward to the most well and and that'll be here that's actually started up now i think or it's starting up in december yeah why do i want to say that that's open already but i I don't think it is because i haven't seen anything about it in a while yeah i I know people have tickets to it already but i mean it'll be there by next year so i mean there in june july june july i don't even remember june i think and I'll be there in May, so I'll be able. I'll, and, I'll definitely be looking for that too. And as so. a side note, I don't know what happened, but I ended up with a crap ton of points this year. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I was looking at my DVC stuff. I logged in. Oh, speaking of which, I, I'm gonna totally just just sidebar the heck out of this thing. <laughs> Is that I was That's looking okay. at That's my what points, the show does. Right. So I was looking at my points. And I was like, man, I got a ton of points. I don't know what happened. I must have just banked because I was I was under this weird impression. Like after we went on this trip in August, I was like, did I really have to use those points? Like I felt like, you know, I don't always log in myself. My wife doesn't. I was like, you know, I wonder if I really had to use those points or I could have banked them too. No, I have a ton of points. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm falling behind. And I don't know how that's even possible, <laughs> but I'm falling behind. So uh, on the on the note of the question that we asked that I asked last time. I want to answer that because I called. So if you would like to change over from paying your dues 
from yearly to monthly. This is a good follow-up from last week. What did you say? This is a good follow-up from last week. Yes. Um, it is something that you, you actually have to do it online. They can't actually do it for you on the phone, so you have to log into your account and do it. And you can only change it over to um, automatic debit. So you cannot like say, hey, I'm going to send a check-in every month if you go to monthly. It has to be an automatic withdrawal from your account. And it's pretty easy to do online. I have not done it yet. So there'll be a follow-up, a part three to this when I actually do it. But um, that's how it was explained to me. So for everyone that wants to know. Because, you know, we are a DVC podcast after all. Of course, yeah. No, that's great to know. Wait, so did you book a trip? I I feel like the last time we talked that you didn't have a trip planned. Yeah, no, I have a a June. So, I mean, let me me rephrase that. I, I have, I'm going to be going in June. I have not booked it yet because I am so up in the air about where I want to go. So our friends that we travel with all the time, I mean, we've been going with them to Disney. Oh, boy. I mean, I, I could, I, I think like 10, 11 years, like I think 10 or 11 years. Um, they usually run the show. Now, they actually have booked theirs already because they're staying at their home resort. They're staying at Animal Kingdom. I am up in the air about where I want to stay. Um, I, I might go back to Boardwalk. I might go to Grand Floridian, actually. It's kind of on my list. Oh. Um, have you ever done Wilder's Lodge? That's my favorite, personally. Yeah, it's okay. Um, what? I've done that twice. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, or I might just go old school and go to Saratoga, my home resort. So, in theory, I probably should have booked Saratoga already, but again, I'm lucky. I don't really worry about me not getting where I want to go, and Saratoga's so big, I don't have to worry about that. That's why, even though it's my home resort, the best part about Saratoga is... You don't ever have to book that 11 months out, don't you? I mean, that's just crazy talk. It's so big. So I'm actually just waiting now. And on my seventh month, I'll go out and see what's available. And if not, I'll book Saratoga. But yes, I'm going in June. Um, And this trip is actually going to be interesting because this will be the first time that I don't think we're all going at once. So I think that I'm going with two of the kids. And my son has a swim meet, I believe, in Maryland or D.C., and it's that weekend, and he already told me he's not missing it. <laughs> okay. Um, and we we go to Disney so much, it's not like this big allure of like, hey, we're going to Disney. He's like, yeah, all right, so what? We went last year too. So you know, he's like, <laughs> we went in August. All right. I'll... So they're going to actually fly down after. But because I have so many points, I actually may shoot for a two-weeker. May oh, shoot wow. for two weeks. Yeah. Wow. Um, I just – I have so many points, I don't know what I'm going to do. So – I may actually do a two-week Disney, which would be crazy. No, that would be crazy. I would record question. one from there. I would record an episode from there because I'd be, be there cool. so long. That'd be cool. Here's a question for you. So mm-hmm. if you're planning to go for two weeks, I know your wife is adverse to split stays, but right. would this actually warrant a split stay because you're there long enough? One week at one, I mean, one for week me? at another? I mean, for me, it would be like, uh, you know, five different place day. I mean, that would be me. For my wife, (laughs) no. And it's not worth me arguing. So the answer to that would be no. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. I would would like to. Because you were talking about, you know, possibly splitting or, you know, Saratoga or Grand Floridian. Why not both, right? Well, you know what? The thing is, is that I need to hit everywhere, right? And I haven't been everywhere. If I was going to really do two and I wasn't going to do Saratoga, I might do like Bay Lake um, and Grand Floridian. I was going to say, have you done Bay Lake? No, but it doesn't – there's not the allure of – I like Grand Floridian from – I think they both hit the same demographic except Grand Floridian's nicer. That's how I feel. I mean well, no, no disrespect to your, to your, to to your home resort. logic. But, uh, <laughs> that I've only stayed at once. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, 
Well, the, you know, the allure of Bay Lake is that you can walk to Magic Kingdom. I think when we did stay there, we probably went to Magic Kingdom like every day because we could just walk there. You know, it was a 10-minute walk. And, we're and that's there. probably my least favorite park at this point. Oh, wow. I, just because it's been so overdone, right? I mean, I've been going – how long have you actually been going, Tom? My I know we probably life. hit on this. But <laughs> wait, for how yeah. long? My whole life. I, I think the first time I went, I was like three years old probably. Okay, but did you go every year? Oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I come from a, a fairly lower class you know, family. Not lower class. I shouldn't say that. My parents are listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> of course. But, so now you get nothing for Christmas. But <laughs> we, we, we were the type of family that could go maybe every three years is when we could afford to do it. So we probably went every three, four years when I was a kid. And when did um, you start going every year? Uh, maybe 10 years ago or so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. For me, I, I've been going probably a little bit longer than you. And I just feel like, um, you know, Magic Kingdom is great, but like, uh, you know, like I've been there so much. So the, the allure of walking to Magic Kingdom is less than the allure of walking to Epcot. Walking to Epcot sounds awesome to me. Yeah. And, and I mean, Boardwalk is awesome, too. It's your yes. new favorite, right? So it, it is my new favorite. Again, that will be like I said, that will be on the list. Yacht Club. You know, again, I'd like to go there, but there's dogs. So even though no one said anything or heard anything or <laughs> I just can't, I'm not going to do it. I refuse. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's understandable. But, yeah, I, I think it's good to check out other resorts. Have you done Animal Kingdom yet? Have you stayed there? Multiple times. OK, I really like I don't like the food there. Remember we had this discussion. Oh, that's right. I don't we had like this the food. Discussion. Yeah. yeah, we had this discussion. <laughs> I actually just booked. Uh, so I guess I'll. Wait, when are you going? So okay, so I'm I'm not going to Disney. So I, as much as I want to go to Disney, I'm not going to Disney. So, um, and I guess I'll finally talk about this. So you know, we've talked before about how you know my wife and I always go by ourselves. Well, my wife is pregnant. We are expecting a child uh, next year in May. So that kind of mess with our Disney plans a little bit. <laughs> As you could probably understand. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so we're, we're expecting our first child in May. And so my wife really wanted to do this baby moon thing, you know. And the problem is she's pregnant. She can't go on half the stuff at Disney World, right? I mean, she really can't do anything there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so we decided we're going to do uh, the Hilton Head Resort instead. Uh, so we're going to go in January. We're going to do like a long weekend at Disney's Hilton Head. Oh, my goodness. That, that is oh, wow. so We are going to have a – just so everyone's aware, we are going to have a whole 30-minute episode portion about Hilton Head. So I've been going <laughs> to Hilton Head for 23 years every Oh, my year. gosh. Oh yeah, my gosh, something yeah. crazy like that. Um and uh, I, I'm I'm well versed. Now we've never actually stayed at Disney, but we have gotten a tour. Um, it, it's actually it's in an interesting place. They have their own access to a beach, but in theory, it's not really in the the best part of Hilton Head, just yeah. because of where it sits. It's a little bit more. Um, it's kind of in the marsh area, as opposed to the beach area. <laughs> Correct. Um, but oh, you want to talk about recommendations? you know, outside of, you know, where to eat and all that, I got you covered. So when it gets closer to there, I mean, there's some places there that we eat that are probably some of the best places I've ever eaten. Like I said, definitely two places in the top 10 of my all-time favorite restaurants. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we yeah, will definitely, we, we will definitely have that. to talk about that when we get closer. So um, I've never stayed there either, but I have gotten a tour of it. And you always hear DVC members like rave about that place. Uh, about the service there, about the people that work there. Uh, so it's a little more homey. Yes. Like in a good way. 
Exactly. In a really good way. And I mean, it is a little weird to go to a beach area during the wintertime, although it'll still probably be like mid 60s. But, uh, you know, we're probably not going to go in the ocean or anything. <laughs> There's a lot of good mini golf down there, too. Oh, that's I'm a big I don't know if you guys know this. I am all about my mini golf. I, I so, every time I go anywhere, I play mini golf. There's three very good courses of mini golf down there. Actually, you last time you went to Hilton Head, you played at the same course that I had played at the last time I was in Hilton Head because yeah. you posted pictures and I was like, I was just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, so, one of, that's one of our favorites. Anyway, big aside, but I, I guess I, you know, it was finally time for me to mention that that my wife's pregnant. So that's why we're not going to Disney next year. And and my guess is we're probably not going to go the year after either. I, I'm thinking we're not going to go again until 2020. Wait, why would you not go the year after? I'm not sure. I mean, we might. Uh, it's just, you know, it's obviously going to be a little bit harder with an infant. Mm. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have one yet. So you guys time, tell yeah. me you're the ones with kids. <laughs> I don't know. See, so so the, here's the thing that I, I've always found. And this, again, I, I roll to a, to a different different drum, right? So everyone always complains that it, it's, a, it's a waste of money because your kids won't remember it, right? All right. So this is what I say to that. I say, you know what? I said... Do I remember how happy my kids were at that age seeing some of that stuff? And to me, that's worth the price yeah, of admission absolutely. regardless. So I know some people don't agree. And listen, I, I understand a lot of it comes down to you know what you can afford. And if I was only going to take one trip in the first four years of my kid's life, yeah, I probably wouldn't take it at one right? Like if I only had one yeah. trip, um, but you know, again, so for everyone that's always on the fence about DVC, the best time to buy DVC is before you have kids. I mean, Tom knows that now. That's I wish I, I knew that um, because he'll be able to go. Yeah. I mean, he'll be able to go. And now listen, we went every year anyway. It just was a lot of money out of my pocket. That was all. But you know, you, you know, for all those people that say, oh, you wait till five, you wait till six, you wait seven. I have friends that, you know, hey, we're going to wait till five, we're going to wait till six, we wait seven, and their kids are 13. You know what? That magic is not there anymore. So, yeah. I mean, in in a different aspect, but you know what I'm saying. That that magic of Mickey is the, you know, as being this entity is a little different when you're 13 than when you're five. Yeah. And, and there, there are, you know, to your point too, it, there is always the fact that kids under three, uh, you know, get in for free and everything. So <laughs> there's also that. Oh, and when that goes away, it hurts. It hurts, it hurts bad. <laughs> it, it hurts bad. Yes, it does. We drive down. So we do that too. has been the one thing that everyone's always kind of said to us. They've been like, Oh, you know, well, we got to run a stroller. We got to do this. We got to do that. We've always driven down, um, and, you know, now that we're a lot closer in North Carolina, but even from New Jersey, here's the thing. We would stop in Hilton Head. So we would, you know, stop <laughs> yeah. in Hilton Head, stay a day or two, right, catch up on some Zs, hit down to Disney, which was about six hours from there, and then be good. And I'd still make the trip back, though, in one fell swoop because, you know, you just want to be home when you're home. So, yes, I had the ability to take a lot more with me, which made the trip a little bit easier. Um, but. You know, that the trip back was tough. Now, we also, again, when we did it, drove in the middle of the night so the, the younger kids would just sleep, and that was a little bit easier. But I also remember having to change diapers at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, too. So, and let me let me rephrase that. My wife changing diapers because I was never good at that. Um, <laughs> See, when I was a kid, though, too, that was – in Jersey, too, We my dad would drive straight, like, 22 hours all the way from Jersey to, to Disney. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he had, like, one of those big – uh, Astro vans, and so he took all the seats out, and we would have like sleeping bags in the back. Which, looking back, it's probably like the most unsafe thing we possibly could have oh, done. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, it was a different time, right? So, 
Um, but you know, and I'd have my Sega Game Gear, and I'd be playing, you know, my games on that. And uh, uh, yeah, so I, I, I you know, I, I'm not against it either. And I think it's I, I probably do want to go in 2019, and we probably will. Uh, it's also interesting from the pitcher aspect. I think again, one of the things I was talking to somebody about was recently was about the pitchers on the cruise, right? Because again, to get pitchers of the whole family is always something that's very difficult. Um, but when you're on the cruise, it's great because you have, you know, shutters or rates called shutters. Yeah, shutters there. And they're taking all these pictures and then you can buy the package and, and this, that, and the other thing. So I think at Disney, the other nice part is too, I think about some of the best pictures I have of like us as a family are probably from Disney. So, and, and you'll realize this, Tom, as your kids start to get older, right? So there's this whole hey, when I'm there and I got to spend, you know, I don't even remember what the photo was at that point, but I mean, I figured it was still a couple hundred dollars. Um, you, you never really get that back. So while it was maybe a pain point for me during those times, you know, I look back fondly now and say, wow, I'm really glad that I have a picture of my daughter at, you know, gosh, I wonder if she even won at that point. Like, it's orange <laughs> people, man. She was probably five months or maybe she was a year. I don't even remember what it was. Um, but it was nice, you know, to have those pictures every year of them. Uh, it's funny as we, you know, we everyone, just so you're aware, before the podcast, we usually have a couple minutes where we kind of chat, uh, you know, about like, you know, life and just things like that before <laughs> we get on the podcast. And I was kind of telling the guys that, you know, I'm running through about eight terabytes of video and uh, pictures, a lot of them from Disney and stuff like that, you know, and I have some software cataloging them. And it's nice to be able to go look, you know, back at those and say, OK, you know, here's my kids when they were, let's see. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and have all those pictures. So I would say I think it's worth it. I think with kids, even a younger kid, it's worth going to Disney, if nothing else, for the pictures. Make sure you get the photo package. And if you if you're going for a week and it don't come out with at least three to four hundred pictures, you're just doing it wrong. <laughs> well, and you know, truth be told, I I agree with you, and it's going to be hard enough already for us to stay away for a year. So. We probably will go in 2019. Thinking about it, uh, it's going to be tough to go in 2019 with Star Wars opening, but we'll we'll have to figure that out. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, well, I know my plan in 2019 is to actually not go to Star Wars Land. So, <laughs> that's probably a good plan. Because that's a bad plan. Well, no, I, I mean that's when you go do everything else. Because yeah, just stay away from that area completely. Yeah, you know, like when you try to watch right? a show that's been out for like four years already, you already know way too much about it. All I don't the spoilers. like spoilers. Yeah, yeah, I just <laughs> don't like that. I will. So that's okay because we have two slackers on the podcast. I will be there, there the first month it opens. Don't don't anyone <laughs> worry. I'll be there. And you know, I I did go to Pandora this this mm-hmm. last trip, but it was literally we got in, we did the ride. I was there for about you know. 20 minutes looking around but same thing because that's the you know the area of everybody congregates there because it's new and exciting i chose to go over and ride everest like five times so <laughs> yeah you know but you're coming from a different place right so think yeah. about us the people that go every year right we're like us so we're there every year like everest is great um but yeah so what I, listen everyone that listens to the podcast i will be there the first month of anything that opens that's worthwhile at Universal or Disney to come back and report. Never fret. I will be there. <laughs> and and you know what? All the more power to you, man, because like I said, that that works for you and your your way you do Disney. And for me, because we're so much you're, further yeah, away. You're a little bit further all, away. It's different. 
Yeah, I'll, and, I'll and, hang and out listen, in the quiet I would spots. agree with you. <laughs> I would agree with you from that regard. Like I did Pandora, right? What did I do? I went to Pandora. I went for a day. Like I just rolled down to Disney, went two days and came back. Like that was that. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it was what it was. And I was fine with that. And I would do the same thing for Star Wars. Toy Story, I'm going to be there anyway, I think, right? Because even though there's no official date, by, by June, it's going to be open. We're, we're, we're guessing Memorial Day weekend. That's yeah, um, so, and then I'm giving them an extra month, and I'll tell you, truth be told, if I get down there and it's not open yet, I will get on the rides. I, again, I never have a problem with that. Well, I will find a way to get on the rides. And, and I'm secretly wishing that we might catch a soft opening when we're there, but you never know <laughs> you just got you just got to know the right people trevor you got to ask the right people that's you should just name drop the podcast and then well, obviously they'll just let us right in so so i'll just say that right <laughs> yeah. now you know any any cast members that are listening if you happen to be working in may if you could give me a tip on when i should be there i would appreciate it <laughs> we do have a couple cast member listeners they've they've reached out to us so yeah i don't think the 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 cast members, unless they're in the the back unless end they PR, know, yeah, unless they know yeah. that area, right? It's well, yeah, and again, either. I think there, there's usually two separate things that they do, right? So there's definitely soft openings, right? And isn't there soft openings for like annual pass holders? It's all different soft openings, um, but then on top of that, there's actually press events. That, yeah, that's the that's good what stuff. we need to get into. That's where we need we need some. That's press how I got to ride. That's how I rode the first Star Tours. Like I said, when Lucas was there, there were some press events. And um, I, I used my finagling of my other website for some people that I knew in Disney, and I was able to ride that. And my kids were like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe we're riding this. It's not open. And I was like, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's, that's what happens when you're a VIP, right? That's yeah. <laughs> Got to know a few people. That's all. I yeah. actually, As you get closer, we'll, 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 we'll see what we can do. Yeah. We and actually, and oh, maybe I can review the uh, coaster so you don't have to, Damon. <laughs> so you don't have to go. <laughs> so I don't have to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we actually had a, a, a loyal listener to this show, uh, Chad. I'll call him out. He was sending me pictures last night from Disneyland. He was at Club 33 last night. Oh, and my I was gosh. Like, I know. I was like, how in the world did you pull that one off? <laughs> so, um, I didn't share those pictures, but uh, he actually said uh, Trevor will probably lose his mind if he sees these pictures, and I meant to send them to you, and I will. But <laughs> yeah, pretty, it looked I, pretty cool. I, I would love to see those. Cause, so, yeah, Chad, you know, that is a dream for me and my family, so... Me too. Like. You're a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to know somebody, though. We, we need yep, to get some do. more connections for that one. So <laughs> anyway, we are way off the rails today, which is fine because we typically tend to be. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel the rest of these actually warrant a lot of discussion anyway. So I think we can move through the last couple of topics pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, these are more kind of interesting updates. And, you know, if you've been to Disney lately, you've noticed there's a ton of construction going on. I feel like so much of the construction that they're doing right now is like all in preparation for the crowds for Star Wars land. That's what I feel like. Um, even even this Magic Kingdom thing that they just did. So they've been building this flyover ramp. If you've ever stayed at any of the Magic Kingdom resorts, it's super weird when you get there because you have to go through the toll plaza for Magic Kingdom to go to the resorts when you're not even going to the parks. You just have to be like, hey, I'm going to one of the resorts. And they just kind of wave you through. Now it's like, you know, you just you're just gonna actually have a flyover ramp where you can just go, uh, go right through and not have to act, have to actually worry about uh, you know driving through the toll plaza anymore basically so that's open now so I just wanted to mention that because I think that's kind of cool that they finally did that and so this is for like contemporary Grand Floridian and Polynesian right so it's yeah not... and Wilderness Lodge and Fort and, Wilderness right Wilderness Lodge as well I forgot that's still inside the the toll. Yep. But 
Yeah, so now you can skip over the toll plaza. You don't have to drive through awkwardly anymore like I've done several times. and um, <laughs> Which no. isn't a problem for you, really, Trevor, because you usually take Magical Express, right? So Yeah, we do. So it's... Um... Yeah, but Which actually, e- even topic getting we're going to talk about too. <laughs> yeah, even getting to uh, or well, so we use the buses, and yeah, we we took Magical Express, so it it'll we won't rent a car going there or back. It just doesn't make sense for us because we're flying in. But just you know, getting into where Magic Kingdom is, I can see where this would make a lot of sense. But I also got to wonder too, how many people are going to try and go to the resorts instead of going to the transportation and ticket center like they're supposed to be doing so yeah that'll be interesting i, I think it'll hopefully alleviate alleviate some of the confusion with it though and, and hopefully, yeah although i did read that if people do make the mistake of thinking they're going to magic kingdom there's no good way to go actually they, they're gonna have to go like all the way around basically to come back again to go to magic kingdom but you know it, it's good because traffic always backs up from those toll plazas and if you're trying to get to your hotel it kind of stinks to get stuck there so um, but this actually brings us, we brought up Magical Express, and I've used Magical Express only once because most of the time I drive there. But Trevor, this is something that affects you. Uh, and I know when we've had guests join us from New Jersey that fly down and they use Magical Express. And I don't know if any of you guys have seen the pictures lately of the Orlando airport, but it is like a train wreck. I don't know how bad it was for you, Trevor, when you were there, but um, it's, TSA has been bad. <laughs> it was It was kind of busy, but I think we got through TSA in about... 20 minutes. Oh, that's and, not bad. And yeah, I mean, I think it was just timing of when we were going as well. And also even we've been watching a lot of the, uh, the news around the airport and everything too. And, uh, um, me and my wife actually decided to sign up there for, uh, there's a program called Nexus, which is basically the Canadian version of being TSA approved. It, it's still through oh, like the pre-approved, like, yeah. Yeah, so so that way we can skip all that because even outside of you know, regardless of how busy it is getting through there, I would I would rather I would rather not deal with that at all. But um, yeah, so so the this particular news story was about um, how Disney has now changed their uh, the pickup times for the Magical Express, right? So. Yeah, it's going from three hours before your flight departs to now four hours because people. I I saw a lot of people posting on Facebook that they were missing their flights because it was they weren't picking them up soon enough. Yep, and and unfortunately, this is. I mean, Disney is Disney's doing their best to make sure that they get people in and out of there because I mean they don't want to be on the hook for for people being late or missing flights or anything like that. So I I, I understand why they did this, and for me personally it doesn't actually affect what I do because my going there and coming back is a full day regardless. Like it's a five hour flight. So it's not like, it's not like I'm giving up anything by having to be there earlier to, to get on the plane because we're already like, by that point we we've already understood that, you know, we're done and packed up and ready to go and all that sucks that we'll end up having to just, you know, sit in the airport a bit longer, but I mean, you know, you bring some books or a Nintendo Switch be, or something. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be there early than miss my flight, personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I, I'm more than happy to sit there and wait. But I know for a lot of people, I, I was reading comments that, you know, people are like, well, I guess we're not using the Magical Express anymore. We'll just, you know, rent a car or, or you know, call an Uber or something and yeah. uh, and get their way back to the airport that way, which, you know, that's fine. That's That's absolutely your choice. But you're also banking on... TSA being reasonable, I guess. But I think at the end of the day, you really have to look at the time of year that you're traveling to. I mean, this, this time of year coming into Christmas and all that, it's going to be busy. So, 
I was looking at FastPass times today. Don't ask me why. Sometimes I'll just pop on the app. And oh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train was 200 minutes today. Yep. 200 minutes at 3 o'clock today. Yeah, because it, this is leading into the Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. And yep. it's, this is a very busy week at Disney World. I mean, even even Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor had a half-hour wait, which uh, <laughs> I don't know if Figment did. Figment still only had like a 15-minute wait. So you know it's not that bad yet if Figment only has a 15-minute wait. So, um, But... Anyway, yeah, so I, I just thought that was interesting and, and uh, wanted to bring that up. But another thing that was interesting, too, and I, I actually feel like this is going to make Damon kind of happy, that Disney's uh, bringing back kind of a little bit random. Uh, they're bringing back paper fast passes for busy times during the holidays. So they're going to have random fast passes that they're just going to give out to people that are on pieces of paper. There's, I don't know if they're just going to be yeah, walking but, around. Yeah, what, what does random mean, right? I I don't know. I, I almost wonder if it's just going to be like they're walking around. And it's like, hey, do you guys want fast passes? And they're just going to give them to them. They, they, there's not really a lot of detail. Yeah, about I don't it. like this. So. <laughs> <laughs> and again, because there's no control. I'm a, lucky, right? I'm a lucky guy, right? Like I usually luck my way into a lot of things. So, I mean, I could see myself lucking into these because I don't know. It just sounds like a thing that would happen to us. Well, but that being said, I, I I want to be able to run for my fast passes. If I can't, you know, run to get them, no, I don't like it. I don't like that. That's because you know what? And it's going to make people mad because there's going to be like, well, why did they get them and we didn't get them? If that's how they're going <laughs> about doing, it. if it's really going to be some random handoffs, it's just going to make people mad. And Everything again, seems it, to. <laughs> and, and Disney as 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 a whole has gotten less magical because of the jerkiness of this ever-growing contingent of entitled people. And while it wouldn't bother me in terms of if I'm at the park already and someone doesn't hand me fast passes, I am not going to make a problem about it because that's just plain silly. But in thinking about it prior to going and or thinking about it after the fact, I just don't know how fair that is, right? In terms yeah. of trying to make things fair, and again, we, we don't know everything about we it don't. either. We don't. Yeah, Trevor, I mean, gonna I, I was going to say it's. I mean, this to me seems like something that, like, I mean, when we were down there, we had our 15th anniversary buttons on, and you know, we got a little bit of extra magic here and there dealing with with um, with waiters and stuff like that. So I could see that, like. To me, it seems kind of obvious, you know, if, the, if there's people that are obviously celebrating something, that's a way to give them a little bit of extra magic. Um, doing truly random, where, you know, it's you, you just happen to be the person who walked in, and if somebody behind you is having a really bad day and they get all grumpy about it, eh, yeah, it's... Uh... I feel like Damon wants, like, a cast member with, like, a, a pile of them in their hand to just throw them up in the air and, like, make it rain fast passes. <laughs> And then just have a free-for-all? No. I actually – I mean I, I love Trevor's idea, but the problem is is then, then I'm all about checking in for these special things. Like I think that would be phenomenal. I think I want to talk about being magical. It's like, okay, so you know, if you're there celebrating your real anniversary and your real birthday and your real this, then yeah, I'm all about that. I think that would be great. But again, like I, you know I don't believe in the – you know anniversary two months later birthday three <laughs> days later you know my birthday's my we, birthday's we, we my know birthday. your opinion on this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think that if it was to be run that way i think that would be awesome i think that would be great to be able to say hey listen oh it's your birthday today fast pass oh man that would be that would be magical 
That would be really nice if they just were like, yeah, it's your birthday today. Here's a fast pass. It's like that when you go to great. Denny's and you get a free meal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm and then sure there they could, could be too much arguing about it, right? That's true. Like, That's true. How are you going to argue about it? It's their birthday. Although yeah. but then you'd be like, well, how can you prove it? Like you have to prove it then. Well, I like, think you know. that you should be able to prove that anyway to get your button. I think the button should all have the <laughs> dates on them. There should be special color coded with RFIDs in them. And I think that <laughs> you should only be able to get them with a proof of Two whatever forms it of is. ID, photocopied. No, you better bring your – if it's your anniversary, you better bring a copy of your marriage license. <laughs> like that's what I think. Oh, boy. That would be the way to do it. <laughs> or actually – you know what would be kind of neat actually if you think about it is that have it all just in your account. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean it's for, all at least for DVC bad, members, right? that would be awesome, right? For DVC members, that would be even better. Just like it's already in my account. You already know my kids' birthdays and stuff. Like that would be great. And then hand out special things for that. I feel like you Disney know. has to know my date of birth uh, just from me buying DVC. Of course like, they I got. Feel that was something that they probably asked me at some point. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I, I was well, you, so. you, you signed a, a contract with that's them true. for real estate. Like, yes, I believe that they have your <laughs> yeah, information. They have my, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so really quickly, we're going to run through uh, just two more things here really quickly. So uh, there's a Black Friday deal going on at Disney Springs. And I just wanted to bring it up because for Black Friday, they're going to have like a jet black special magic band. And I just thought it looked really cool. <laughs> I would agree. I I think that sounds cool too. Uh, I I like it, except black's not really my color anyway. So I I wouldn't buy it, but I, I'm glad that they're expanding the solid colors though, because they need more. I, I think I think what's so cool about it, right, is it's so not a Disney color, exactly, which is what makes it kind of elusive. Unless it was gold, if it black or gold, I'd take gold too. Gold would be kind of neat too. Gold would be cool too. Yeah, but like um, metallic-y flake gold, not like just yellow gold. Not just like a mustard yellow gold. You want exactly. something like yeah, I know what you're or talking like, about. I yeah, carbon. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to have a special Disney Springs one too, but who wants that when you can have a jet black one? Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so uh, and and we would be remiss if we didn't end our show with a rumor. As always, uh, Coco is about to come out and getting fantastic reviews. The rumor is, and you know, we like to end on rumors. The rumor is what were you gonna say, Damon? Yeah, I was just sighing. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rumor the rumor is that if it, it's successful in the box office, that Disney's going to uh, overlay the current Grand Fiesta tour with elements from Coco, similarly to what they did with Frozen, smaller scale. Uh, but this is this rumor has been kind of going on around for a while. But now that the movie's coming out, I, you know, thought it would be a good time to talk about it. But uh, for me, I think this is a great idea. I think it would be nice to spruce that thing up and uh, put those characters in there. Uh, you know, just based on the trailers I've seen, you know, there's a lot of ske- uh, skeletons and some music in it. I feel like it's perfect for a Disney ride. <laughs> no comment. All right. No comment from either one of you. I, no, well, no, I was actually waiting for Damon to say something. To say but... something to yell about it? <laughs> oh, you know how I feel. Yeah. I, 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 I like it the way it is. Um I like everything the way it is. You want a cocoa ride? Put it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it fits so perfectly in Mexico. Then put it in the back. There's room. They have more than enough room everywhere. That's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, and I, I think I, I don't think it'll be that intrusive because it. I mean, culturally, they're still talking but, about Day of the yeah. Dead, right? It's not. Yeah, it, but, it's but not as bad as Frozen because Frozen is really nothing to do with Norway, and it took over the ride. But but here's the thing. So what was in Frozen? that had its own cartoon. So what was in the original ride? Uh, I even forget, was it the Maelstrom? Maelstrom, yeah. Maelstrom. Okay. yeah. So what was in that ride that was ever a cartoon? Nothing. Uh, nothing, okay. yeah, I mean, yeah. All right, so now tell me the characters again in um, Mexico. Three Caballeros. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three caballeros. No, so just... <laughs> take them out from from there, and they're they're gone. Like no one remembers them. Well, yeah, they had that movie, you know, way back uh, exactly. in the day, but no one knows that movie at all. All right, yeah. so the only reason you know the movie is because of the ride, right? I mean, not us. Right? The, I the, vaguely the, remember the, it from The pillars childhood. of knowledge of Disney that we are, that's different. <laughs> yeah, but for, sure. for the general person, right, that's why I don't like it. Because you're going to take something out that, to me, I think it's just going to be gone. Like, I think that that whole, you know, those characters will just be gone. Well, but at the same time, I feel like we're talking about, the, you know, the a cultural tradition in Mexico, right? The Three Caballeros is whatever, right? But this is an actual traditional how thing. You, how dare Mexico. you whatever them? How dare <laughs> no, you whatever but, them? But, but they what still I mean exist is, in Disneyland, though. Yeah. But nobody cares about Disney. That doesn't exist in, our, in my world. <laughs> no, I, 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 I tease. I, I tease. But yeah. <laughs> There are millions of people in California that disagree with you vehemently. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> um, but but no, I what I, I guess what I mean is, Coco is almost I feel like more relevant to a Mexican pavilion than the Three Caballeros is. Fine, so then put it somewhere else in there. Well, that's no you know building a holy ride and spending take a lot out of money the and... restaurant. That's okay. There you go. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's a good restaurant. It's okay. It's not. But but, but what does it bring yeah. to the table? Food. I like the place outside better. Yeah, yeah. I like Wait, is that the one you're talking about? Food. Yeah. Well, no, no, the one inside. I, I've never. Oh yeah, don't I've talk never... about the one outside. I like that place. Yeah, I've, I've never even eaten with at the all one the inside. Yeah, even with all the, the 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 insects, unfortunately, when you're eating outside, which is just a downer by itself. I like the one outside a lot. That's kind of a go-to place. The, um, that's why you get us. your food and you just keep walking around the pavilion. So. That's yeah. Just, oh, that seems you like walk. an awful. You know what? You try that with three kids. And you let me know how that works out. Yeah, <laughs> fair. One kid maybe, but not that three. Yeah, I was gonna I'll say I can, I can manage years. mine a little better, I guess. So. Exactly. Because <laughs> because your your kid's not gonna turn over to their brother and smack food out of their hand and laugh, right? You're not gonna have to worry about that. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I, I do come from a family of three, so yeah, I I you know see how your that point. is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I guess my point in all this though is that I, I just I feel like Coco is more culturally culturally relevant than the Three Caballeros are. The Three Caballeros is basically just a, a tourist a tourism video for Mexico, which you is know, awesome. I, yeah, I, I know, but and and don't get me wrong, I do enjoy it. I you know, but I I feel like it could use an update. I guess that's true. Yeah, and I mean maybe maybe they'll work both in. You never know. <laughs> I mean, I, they should. They should still keep, uh, you know, yeah. they should still keep Donald in there somewhere. Oh, they need to. I, I yeah. Yeah, if, if they take him out, I'll be upset. I uh, Donald, I feel like, is like the most underrated Disney character. He always makes me laugh. Like, I, I love PhilharMagic just because Donald makes me laugh the whole darn time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. we should wrap this thing up. We we should should. Wrap we're going to wrap this up early because we all have football to watch. Like, <laughs> as in we all, like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and I'm I wrapping up but... too. All right. Yes, you are. You are wrapping up today. All right. Welcome home podcast at gmail dot com. You actually need to let us know about. Let's see, what do we talk about today? No, I just I joke. Not um, a whole lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was funny. This one was a, a little different. So we talked about, um, you know, Mickey. So, again, if you have any um, thoughts about the new ride, you know, what we kind of thought about it, please email us. Otherwise, just email us and let us know how much you like us. But the bigger thing is. 
you need to go out and tell your friends to listen to the podcast and also submit any questions that you have. The big thing now is, is as we get to episode 18 and we're going to get close to 20 and things like that, you know, we're trying to grow the audience because the more people that listen, you know, the better we feel about doing these things. So hopefully, you know, we'll continue to stay relevant and, you know, help people out as well as, you know, make your commute and or run and or I don't know what else people do when they listen to podcasts or whatever you do. Enjoyable at that point. So welcomehomepodcast.com is a website that just sits there just so we have some sort of presence out there. Uh, let's Don't see. say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing come... website that we built that is really up to date and of great representation of our podcast. Yeah, well, anyway, so Tom jokes. <laughs> and uh, you know, on Facebook, uh, at Welcome Home Podcast. That's probably the big one for us. So again, you know, just shoot over, say hi, you know, like the page again. All those things help us out. At Twitter, it's Welcome Home Pod. You know, someone may answer you, they may not. One never knows. At Instagram, it's Welcome Home Picks, and you can follow that three times a year that someone actually posts pictures. Probably two times a year because I actually use Facebook to post my pictures when I'm there. So you can also do reviews for us on iTunes. That would be great. The other services, that's fine too. But really, iTunes is the big one for us because then when people search, they see us, they listen, they obviously love us if they're listening because really for us, it's about listening the first time and then you're hooked anyway. So you just got to get them there the first time. Because we're just I, that great. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would say interesting. I, I would never use the word great. I would say interesting. <laughs> you're really <laughs> underselling all of our things here. Yeah, but you know what? As people come to listen to me speak the truth, and, and again, this is what I do. <laughs> this is what I do. I, I try, I'm trying to remember what did I? What one of our listeners called you a Simon Cowell? Oh, I forget it now. The it Simon Cowell really, podcast. No, he said called him the Simon Cowell of the podcast, but he also it was oh a likable. It was a likable Simon Cowell. <laughs> I like. I, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. I, I, I love that. So. That should be on the website that's never updated. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can update <laughs> it on there. Uh, <laughs> thank you, David. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, any place you can find podcasts, we are available. And just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative, a cast member, uh, or if you are a cast member, give us a call so you can hook us up with uh, you know press passes to get into Toy Story Land early. Anyway, uh, you can find me on PrinceCharmingVacations.com for your Disney vacation planning needs. And you find Damon on... BSC Kids and Toy Royalty. Make sure to check out Toy Royalty as we get to the holiday season. Find toy reviews, right? Uh, of all the hot toys that are out there right now? Um, reviews and news and things like that. Um, like I said, we, we try to cover as much as possible. Is is the Figment uh, a, a doll, uh, what is this, a, a figurine uh, on there? As, as as a new thing? No. So we, we cover actual toys. Those are collectibles. Oh, okay. Far too many websites about collectibles, which again, I'm sure if you just Google them, you will find a lot of figments. And you'll see that they tell you to keep it in the box, not like Tom where he takes it out and plays it on the side. <laughs> Uh, I literally just brought that up so you could give me a hard time about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks again for listening to Welcome Home Podcast. We really appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, uh, belated to those that uh, that celebrate right now. And uh, please join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more Disney Vacation Club talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awald, the voice of the 
Jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Sugar bowl, really?